Hey, this is Dylan. And this is Bladen from Brown Bro Thing. And uh, today we're going to talk about an article we found about teen sadness from the CDC. On the internet. <laughs> Yay. So on the article it says, according to a recent survey that they had released to a bunch of kids, I think it was about 17,000 of them in the U.S. of fall 2021, Nearly three in five girls felt persistent sadness, which was double the rate of boys. <clears throat> and one in three girls seriously considered an attempt of suicide. So, what do you feel about that? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I don't ever think suicide's the answer ever since I lost my friend to suicide. Um, I've been a big advocate for not even like mental health in general like teens mental health and especially teenage boys because of the culture and the um uh, um in the like way that the male is supposed to present themselves to the world. Mm -hmm. Like, how come girls can cry on their friend's shoulder and no one's like, oh my gosh, they all go and surround each other. Mm -hmm. But if boys uh, hold each other's hands, it's considered gay. And, like, I just think that that's something that we should severely fix. Yeah. Because... I uh, feel like there's, like, uh, a thing that gets pushed on guys a lot where it's, like, to hide your emotions, but then that just causes more problems in guys who can't handle themselves a lot. And, yeah. Now, I had a friend who recently also committed suicide, so I, I, I get the point of, like, how people don't really have a lot of people to talk to, which was said by um, one of the students that they interviewed, and uh, her name was Olivia Glenbird, and she had mentioned how the <coughs> administration of the school, although they talk about how they want the kids to come to them and talk to them, they don't perceive themselves as someone they can trust, and most kids don't feel comfortable talking to the school officials, which in most scenarios could possibly be their only option. Yeah, I I think as as people um, change and grow, I think it's gonna be a little bit different, but hopefully, and homework does not help with this. Yeah, because homework is completely stupid. We go to school for six hours a day, have six hours of homework, stay up till 2 a.m. because we couldn't finish it all, go to bed, and our lives are on, like, repeat, right? And then so, they get mad at us for not being productive when we're literally doing our best to get all the yeah. work done. Yeah. Well, I had to stay up until 2 a.m. to finish your essay, Mr. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's wild. I mean, homework's just a terrible thing. It really is. Because kids have to be kids, right? It's cool I mean, environment that's, 
that's the environment for learning. As soon as you get home, that's your time to rest, rehabilitate, stay with your family, get with your friends, do the stuff that you love, you interest, so that you can or, figure out who you are and what you want to do in your life. Most kids in high school, they get a job, they want to make money, they want to start their life and get a good head start with the progress that they're going to be able to make. And homework is just taking away their precious time to be better. Yeah, I mean, six-hour shifts and six hours of homework on a weekday is not ideal. Yeah. Speaking from experience, so. Well, well, now we have a special guest, Miss Nella. If you don't know who Miss Nella is, uh, she's my para. She's very cool. A very awesome person, very kind, very loving. Uh, how do you feel about this topic, Nella? Well, I do agree with you in the sense that too many hours of homework is definitely detrimental to your health. Um, I do believe that some homework, maybe less than an hour, is acceptable, yeah. but you should have a good balance in your life and able to find time to do what you love. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the, um, like what's your time frame? Do you think like none or to like a certain time frame for homework? Yeah, so anything less than an hour I think is acceptable. Um, something you can definitely get done, you know, by five, six o'clock and you have that free time to really explore and, and do what you want. So like each class gives the work less than an hour or collectively between all of them it's about less than an hour um i would say collectively less than an hour so you have six classes about 10 minutes per class yeah about 10 15 minutes yeah yeah, yeah i agree Just to touch up on stuff i think i think obviously some papers that you might have to write might take longer but for the most part about 10 15 minutes. do you think like if we had like <clears throat> harder assignments in school like that's like the main time homework should be? Like if we need to finish an assignment, that's the, the one time homework should be a thing? No, I think it's great that teachers allow you to work through tutorials um, to finish up any missing work or homework. Um, so yeah, I think uh, class time can be utilized as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if you guys don't have tutorial after school and you don't know what it is, basically tutorial is like a 20 minute period where you have time to work on other work and if you don't have other work it's a little bit of chill time between classes because at our high school how we do it is um, a two hour class 20 minute tutorial break two hour class 20 minute tutorial, lunch, two hour class, out. So that's kind of how uh, the campus and people do it here. I mean, we're in Cali, so I think it's a bit different than other states, but. Yeah, and there's some kids in here who just like, some of their classes, I know my English class especially, doesn't give you like the tutorial time and they just plan this lesson through tutorial. So it, it gets a little hard to get your work done, but I feel like with tutorial and stuff is honestly a huge blessing to get work done. 
but a lot of my stuff still like carries over and I feel like homework should be finishing up late work and touching up on topics that you're going through in school so like in math when we have the uh, delta math and stuff is helpful because it helps the teacher refresh your memory and keep you ready for the next lesson mm -hmm. yeah I agree it's a very um, good thing that we have tutorial. Um, yeah, I think me, I normally finish during class, so I pretty much have a free tutorial period every day. Occasionally, I'll have like um, a little bit of work, but especially in math with Delta math, that I cannot do during class because uh, we do other activities. But I just think it's cool to have a little bit of time. Just that 20 minute period can change the game. So yeah, I think that's a bit different. And very, very clever to what we um, what we have here is a blessing for sure. Yeah, Kofax. So since we have you here, um, how do you feel about the homework situation and the increase in depression from certain students? Well, um, starting with the uh, homework situation. Um, I usually tend to have, since I'm in an honors class, and like a lot of my classes, just because of the way school is, it's very distracting. Sometimes my homework will go from when I get home, which is about 3.40 to 4 o'clock, until like sometimes even 11 p.m. And not only does that prevent like me from socializing with my friends and all, and anything especially because I transferred from another school and the only way I can really talk to them is through like my computer and my phone and stuff um, it's definitely not a help when like the one way that I'm like I'm able to enjoy myself is limited because of how much homework school gives me in my personal experience everyone's like the teachers that have gotten the most praise from students are the ones that tend to keep homework to a minimum, like Miss Gideon, because everyone in her class just feels less stressed out and like they don't have as many mounting issues. And regarding the depression rates, um, I've known multiple people that have gone through a lot of hard stuff and not all of them have made it out and um, it's a lot of stressors but definitely the most major ones I've seen are school and kind of just like the social construct of life because Every day you wake up and you hear, you know, the freeway, you hear the TV, you hear alarms, you hear everything like that. And it's just immediate stimulants into your brain and like so many like cues and social things 
that your brain gets overloaded within the first half hour of your day. I think the easiest times I've ever had waking up is when I'm out camping or I'm on a hike or I'm somewhere away from all of the noise and the stressors of life rather than like, you know, being stuck in a loop of all of this like social construct. Yeah, now the way, so to interpret your message a little bit, your first part is the kids who tend to get the most praise and do the most work. And I feel like it's like the kids who get the most praise and the kids who do the best in school are the kids whose classes don't expect too much of them and help let them do what they want to do or what they feel comfortable doing or just not giving them such a boatload of crap to deal with. And on your thing with the depression rates, um, a question I have for you is, do you think that the, with the numbers of girls' depression being double that of boys, do you think it's because girls express themselves a lot easier and some of the boys just may have not? Like, the numbers of boys could be higher, they're just not willing to tell people. Well, yeah, and the way I see it, just because women's depression rates are higher, 75% of successful suicides are from men and I think that goes to show that the numbers are pretty skewed there when like the guys that admit they're depressed and then there's a lot that just and this is kind of coming from personal experience they just bottle it up and don't talk about it and just kind of sit by themselves and then it just keeps building because they have nobody to talk to and they feel like the only that nobody genuinely cares because like some people the way they see it is like yeah there's like helplines and stuff but that's their job and some people I feel like they never really get like the genuine concern that they deserve because every person deserves someone who genuinely checks on them makes sure they're okay and wants to see them be alive and happy, and people don't feel like they have that. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to touch on this a little bit, because um, I think um, my friend who committed suicide was a male. So um, do you think that the school counselors and representatives of our school are make it believable that they're trustworthy? Well, yeah. Um, school counselors, sure, it is their job to have concerns, but at the same time, a lot of those people take the job because they are genuinely concerned for the well-being of everybody. And those people are genuinely good people. And about being trustworthy, of course, there are times where, like, they are legally, like, contracted and kind of have to abide by the law where they have to tell somebody. And that's definitely an issue sometimes because there are people who their issues are things that they need to talk about 
and like feelings that people don't like really feel but if they like try to talk about how they're feeling and see if it's genuine or if they're just upset or what they feel like they'll just get ratted out and called crazy or sent to like a mental health place where they you yeah. know sticky in a room yeah and I feel like um genuinely I feel like um people who are male don't have the same amount of freedoms when it comes to socializing and talking to their friends because it's looked at as you're wild or you're either wild, mentally ill, or crazy. Yeah. So, like, I think that that is so unsafe for uh, teenage boys because uh, I personally have had a lot of experiences where my friends will come to me and talk to me because I'm a huge advocate for mental health and I'm really close with my mom so I can really talk about anything with her and um, I have a really good therapist that I go to too but some kids just don't they feel like their parents will scold them if they talk to them openly about how they're feeling and that's why I think most teen suicides happen in males because they feel like socially and culturally the cancel culture is not good. It's terrible for everyone, but especially boys, if you're not under uh, 30 pounds, uh, 150 with a six pack and um, huge arms, you're considered fat or almost like unhealthy. But when you're a girl, it's all this body positivity and people wanting to love and support them. So what do you think about this, Kofax? Well, especially recently, and I almost feel like this has been a positive thing in my opinion, this body positivity stuff for women has definitely helped their mental health because not even that long ago like within the last 20 years and so when a lot of the adult women that you know were growing up um the standards were a lot different and people were i mean this applies to everything people 20 years ago they were a lot nicer sometimes but overall i feel like the world was a lot less accepting which is um some some changes again because I feel like recently things have gotten easier for some groups of people but it's definitely kind of 
there's a there's a line that we have to draw where it goes from you know supporting women and all of that to kind of some people take it too far and they go like and they kind of try to dehumanize like men and that's where the whole issue stems from is the balance of respecting some groups of people but also respecting like the other end of the spectrum and it's just kind of like um, yeah it's what you said about like how um, like you know you're expected to do all of these things and you're expected to act a certain way um, and these they're just like kind of treated like they're supposed to even outside of jobs meet like a, like a status quo like an expectation and I work at a restaurant and I'm expected to meet everybody's demands try to make ends meet on even the most ridiculous things that I'm asked by customers and I've gotten pretty decent at it but I kind of see firsthand how people kind of turn off the like oh this is a person in their brains when they're at a restaurant and they just they're there to get what they want and they don't you know like I've seen my coworkers get treated so horribly and it's just kind of like it reflects on society as a whole and of course it's a double-edged sword because you can't loosen expectations on people too much or else you know people we don't get anything done nothing is like done to the fullest because we still need people to like hold up society but I feel like we take it too far where we view people as like you can just say whatever you want you can treat them however you want and they'll do it and they won't be affected by it long term because people say things and they kind of just view it as oh they'll forget about it tomorrow there's so many people in the world this and that but for a lot of people that you probably don't think about every single little thing that you say to them every way you've ever treated them they remember it and it's like you really have to treat everybody and think about how they have had an entire life up to this point just the same way you have and they'll have an entire life after you just the same the, just the same way that you will and you really have to think about that person's entirely conscious and they need someone just the same way that you might yeah no I understand cause yeah uh I had a question um where do you work I work at uh this like Italian restaurant called Rocco's in St. Clemente it's like a it's a little family owned place and so we get a lot of regulars and the regulars I mean after you've been there for a while you start to actually get to know these people and it goes from the mindset of oh I'll never see them again so why should it matter how I treat them to 
like I know this person and like they like have like a full life but I feel like it's kind of flawed to even think about like I'll never see them again because you might never see them again but depending on how you treat them they could think about that for the rest of their life yeah I mean I work at Chick-fil-A so uh (laughs) the the uh saying is it's my pleasure and like you have to have genuine hospitality or you're gonna get fired that's just how it's gonna go and um I feel like some people will come in and be mad that I'm not <laughs> go putting their order and fast enough and I'm like come on can I just have a minute to breathe but I have to be like it's that mindset of you're the servant you're serving the customers like certain things I don't agree with in that restaurant so I mean and it's a fast food chain so you get the people that are like the um um genuinely disrespectful especially because I'm only 15 I feel like people view me as young and stupid and reckless and like some people will ask my coworkers things that I just answered for them like I just think it's so stupid how yeah. People view being young as less IQ. That's true. Yeah, no, there's a, there's like, just people who stick with like their old beliefs about how adults need to be the leaders, but there are some kids who, I will say, follow that belief and are just pretty dumb and incapable, but that doesn't mean all of us are like that. Some of us are natural born leaders, natural born intellectuals, and people who strive to make the world a better place and strive to add details to certain things that no one else has seemed to notice. There's plenty of kids in the world who have figured out theorems and business plans that not even some of the smartest adults could have figured out. It's it's like we, we don't need to completely unacknowledge them. We need to give them a chance, but we also need to put them in their place if they're wrong. That, yeah, and that ties into everything we've talked about over the 20 minutes so far is how everybody's an individual and we like systems that kind of pave over individuality are harmful like homework and a lot of the things in the school system and everybody's like everybody's just as human as you are and so how people think like not everybody is stupid and not everybody's like just because somebody's might not be like a natural born leader or as like intellectually like profound as somebody else everybody f- equally feels like emotion 
and you have to remember that the saddest you've ever been, everybody else on earth is capable of being that upset and being more upset and feeling more pain than that. And you have to remember that the most selfish thing you can do is dump all of that pain and just leave it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's the most difficult thing about suicide is when people stop caring about people around them, give up and just kind of say like, well, they can deal with the grief of me being gone because I don't want to deal with my problems anymore. And the number one thing to remember is that just like all the adults that you know, they've been as upset and as hurt as you might be right now, but they worked through it and they're successful and they're happier with their lives than they were. And I feel like your parents should especially be the number one thing that you look at and it's hard for some mm -hmm. people whose parents aren't that for them but everybody needs to find somebody where they can look at and they can say that person pushed through hardships and pushed through a lot of difficulties and came out better on the other side and I want to be like them yeah how do you feel about that's Miss Nella Bye guys, thank you. Thank you for, for listening, listening to our very wonderful pog podcast. <laughs> See, you See you next, next time, bro on bros. <laughs> Goodbye, my bro. Goodbye, bros.